others And if you find you're tuning into a wave Well then I don't know much about the end Hello everybody Hello friends Welcome into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And here we are, episode 124. 124. What is the topic today? This is the pineal gland. Pineal gland. Yes. This is a very interesting thing. It is. And you know, I wasn't sure that our listeners were going to know even what we were talking about when I first put it up as the topic for the week. But Uh there's so many that are excited about it that I'm, yeah. Cool. I think it'll be great. Great. Yep. Well, before we hop into that, do you have anything you want to talk about from last week? I do. So last week we did readings with Samantha. Yep. And I'm going to give you some feedback that I got from a few of these readings. I'm not going to read them all because we have a lot to cover today, but I'll do like three of these. Okay. So the first one that we did was Candace, which is our dog trainer, and she had um, Olive, the dog that she found basically Mm -hmm. and so i said that she needed to keep the dog the dog was meant for her it was the reincarnation of a dog that she had when she was younger and you know right so this is her response and she starts she starts it well shit (laughs) (laughs) i knew all of this i knew i was the finder i realized it in may and i've been fighting it thank you that was amazing it made me um, oddly emotional She's just so not my type of dog, but she's so happy with me. I've tried to rehome her, and she doesn't even last an hour. She's made herself a job. She helps me train the dogs. And I am doing, I was doing CBD because I told her to try CBD with her. She said, but I stopped, so I'm going to try it again. Cool. Thank you. That was amazing. And thank you and Danny for the kind words. And then she she um, said a few more things. She said, and the actual finder of Olive was the trapper I hired. So, yeah, that's me. And, yes, my husband found her first before the trapper. I've been convinced we were wrong, but she just keeps fitting her way in. I took her to work today, and I said, if you want to stay, you have to you have to work with me. I need you to do three things. And she did all three of the things. And then she asked which dog I thought it was from her childhood. And I said, I'm seeing a large, dark dog, possibly a Rottweiler. And she had a Rottweiler named Roxy when she was a kid. Wow. So we believe that this dog is the reincarnation of Roxy. That's cool. Yeah. Well, there you go. So that was a good reading for And a happy ending. And a happy ending. So I hope you two are very happy. Cool. Me too. Yes. And then Bob. Let me find Bob Thanks, Candace, by the way. Yes, thank you, Candace. Okay, so Bob, we talked to his wife, Chris. Yep. He said, thank you so much. I love what you said about Chris being a gentle spirit because she was. She was a grade school teacher and absolutely loved her kids. Someone once told me that I may have been a nurse in a past life because my wife had a lot of health issues and the dog I rescued after my wife's death had a seizure disorder just like my wife. I didn't know that at the time I rescued the dog about the health issue he had. I, and I look, he had his first seizure and it looked just like when my wife had a seizure. It wow. was very scary. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know? Wow. That is incredible. Yeah. So, so thank you for the feedback, Bob. Thanks, we appreciate Bob. it. And then Kathy and her dad, Stan. Stan was the one that presented with a bunch of men. He yes. just recently got to the other side. I want to say it's been a month or maybe a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we wanted to see what he was up to, if he was ready to, you know, talk. Because sometimes they like to rest and stuff. So mm-hmm. this was Kathy's feedback. She said, so the men, oh boy, he was part of a police force and was a soldier 
if it was jokes, I wonder if it was to do with his military buddies. He also ran a transit system for years with with mainly men employees, but I get the sense it's him when he was younger, which, yes, I, I feel like this was more like the military guys. Hmm. If so, I see the joking with the military buddies. He also went into it when he was 17, so maybe my Nana was happy to have him back because he left home at such a young age. Finally, the legal document, I just changed my name back to my maiden name, hyphenated with my married name, and the other thing could be estate stuff. Not sure which it may be. Because I saw, like, a courthouse and a signing of a document, so I'm assuming that was the name change. Probably. So, yeah. It's probably, like, I feel honored. Yeah, right. total exactly. She's, I'm assuming she's going back to his name. Yeah, exactly. Okay. She right. just added his name back in instead of just it just being her married name. So right. yeah, I think he was very honored by that, and right. that's why he was showing that and trying to validate that I see you doing this because I remember him giving th- two thumbs up, right? Too. So yeah, I think and that's was, I think them to also let them the loved ones know that I really am around seeing everything that you're doing. Yes. So sharing something specific like a court document being signed. Yes. Just lets her know. That your dad was there. Right, exactly. Yep. And a lot of these things, they don't make sense to me. I don't know what they mean. And that's why I have to share them and get the feedback, because then it's like putting the puzzle together. Mm -hmm. Yep. So thank you for that, Kathy yeah, and thank Stan. You, Kathy. Um, that is the the ones I'm going to read of the feedback, but they were all really good. Uh, and then every week we answer two questions from our listeners. Mm-hmm. Let me find those for you. I have a lot of screenshots here today. Okay. So the first one is from Dustin. He said, what are your thoughts of if your animals, like dogs, cats, or other animals that can absorb your sickness, such as cancer, etc.? I think, I've never thought about that. I've never thought about them absorbing your sickness, but I will tell you that they absolutely absorb your energy. So I get a lot of people mm-hmm. that come to me for readings that say, my dog seems depressed, or my cat's peeing all over the house, <clears throat> or you know whatever the issue may be. And a lot of times when I connect, it's the animal saying that there's some kind of stressful situation. A lot of the times it's the owner crying, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things. We also think like when we have a dog that's dying that we need to cry over it and make a big deal. But that's what they feel. Then they feel our nerves. They feel our stress. So in these kind of situations, we want to keep ourselves calm because they absolutely do absorb our energy. Yeah. Fireworks is another good one. If your dog's afraid of fireworks, you know, you got to kind of keep it, you know, don't be like, oh, afraid of fireworks and we're going to freak out. No, no, you got to be calm inside yourself. So those things, yeah. I've never really thought about, you know, if they can absorb um, other things like cancers and stuff like that. I, I, you know, in, in people, we think and feel that a lot of these things that happen to us are caused by different things in our life, anger, resentment, those types of things. But dogs don't have those. No. And so I feel like when they get those types of things, it's more environmental and genetic yeah. issues. Yeah. I don't think that they can really absorb cancer from us. Right. Um, or, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times, like kind of like how Bob was saying that his dog had seizures and his yeah. wife did too, that maybe they give us similar things mm-hmm. to deal with. So, you know, if you had like, like let's say that your your mom had cancer or whatever, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden your dog has cancer in the same spot. Well, I wouldn't say that they got them from each other. Do you know what I mean? No. There's there, there's something that some people might consider to be a coincidence, but somehow this is yeah. probably related to a lesson or something that I think you know, exactly. Like, that. like for instance, Bob's example is 
quite honestly, I think he, he learned exactly what it was that he was supposed to learn from that. Mm -hmm. And that was to open his mind of the possibility of something that amazing that possibly could have been. Meaning that he's opening his mind to maybe I was a nurse in a past life. Yeah. And that this is some sort of sign for me to recognize mm -hmm. something greater than just me right now in this life, right? Right. I, I kind of feel like he grabbed it. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I don't think that the animals are here to absorb our sickness because I think, first of all, we're all our own energies that are born and have to face death Yeah. on our own. We don't need to absorb each other's sickness or death right per se you know but the energy for sure yes they will pick up on that and their emotions or demeanor and behavior can be a lot of based upon your energy oh absolutely so i do agree with that yeah absolutely so i hope that that answers your question dustin and then shauna has one shauna and i have been talking a lot this week she's a client of mine turned listener and she asks some really cool questions <laughs> that some real mind benders like she gets wild out there but this one is where when do you think humans started to learn about psychic gifts humankind has been evolving for hundreds of thousands of years i'm curious about your thoughts on this you know i think that we are probably the least evolved i think we have what would we've digressed just yeah just for this time for? period mm -hmm. not as a species i believe that we were very much more advanced in that area yes absolutely i think so i don't think that we're like evolve we're we're now maybe moving <clears throat> into a, an age of enlightenment where there's more of us that see this but in the past these psychic abilities and stuff were used a lot more than we use them now mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that actually in today's episode yep. um it, we don't use them we're probably the least of the the times that have used it you know Going back to Egypt, to Greece, all these places, they, they use these abilities, you know? So um, I think it's it's very possible that they were way more evolved than we are. And I would, I'm going to just venture to say this, and that could be wrong, but in today's modern world, I would say the West is the least to use these concepts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this idea is of kind of... What's possible? Absolutely. I think in other cultures, India and Asia, and they're still cling to these as um, important parts of their well-being. Right. You know, it's very possible that <clears throat> these psychic abilities and the telepathy goes back to like Neanderthal times. Yeah. That that's how they communicated. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't know for sure, but I... I would guess that a lot of civilizations use telepathy over speech. You know, this mm -hmm. this has evolved and we've kind of gone out of using the telepathy. And so now we don't use it anymore. Right. You know, or we should. But one of the other things that Shauna and I had talked about this week is she asked if I thought that uh, dinosaurs, like our animals now, could possibly be the reincarnation of dinosaurs. So we're talking about Neanderthals. We'll mm -hmm. talk about this for a second. And I thought, you know what? That's a really interesting question. But here's my take on this. 
I believe that the dinosaurs were put here for a reason mm-hmm. to help us evolve. Yes. Not because they were souls. Like, I don't really believe that they had souls in them. I mm-hmm. don't know how that works. But if, but when I try to connect on this, I don't believe that they had souls. I believe that they were put here for a lot of different reasons. One of them is we use oil. Yep. Uh, Crude oil. Right. So they kind of started the planet. Do you know what I mean? Right. They were like the starters. So I don't think that... I think we... they were giant versions of insects. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, that could be. Like, insects aren't, they're not soul-bound creatures, you no, know. No, um, no, But they serve their purpose. They serve a purpose. And dinosaurs definitely served their purpose. They did. There's some strange oxymoron for me about the advancement of technology and the evolution of humans and how these sort of dance together. Mm-hmm. And in some way, with the advancement of technology, we have somehow dumbed ourselves down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. For sure. This is our lesson. Absolutely. Of how do we keep that balance? How do we evolve technologically and become greater? Like the things that we see flying around in the sky. Right. But we're still fully 100% connected to our creator and our mission as a species in this vast universe Mm -hmm. absolutely is to help each other not destroy each other that's absolutely right yep for sure for sure so there's our two questions and i hope that we answered those for you yeah thank you guys and then this is the first week we're going to do something new oh my god we're going to do a reading every week now yay i'm excited you know what i think one of the reasons why i think that this is such a great idea is because it gets the connection going more when i when we answer these questions like i already feel it i feel the connection i know it's there but doing a reading gives me a greater connection i've done a whole bunch of readings today already Mm -hmm. but I've separated from that now. So bringing it back in, I think, is really good. Mm-hmm. You know? Cool. So anyways, like so the one that we're going to do this week is from Kirsty, And this, she said, this is my nan, Margaret. I would love to know if she has any advice or guidance for me. So let's talk to Margaret. You have a picture of Margaret? I have a few, yeah. Let's see. I get a very warm. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is, but. Okay. So the very first thing that she did, and again, these, when I do these readings, these things don't make sense to me. So I need the feedback to make sense. So I'm just going to tell you what she's giving me and it might not make sense. It's not going to make sense. But (laughs) what I saw when you were looking at the picture was I dream of Jeannie bouncing around the room. So maybe this means there was something to, she liked. I dream of Jeannie. You watched it together. There's some kind of connection here to that. Okay. Um, but that was the very first thing that she <clears throat> that she showed me. Um, gosh, you look a lot Maybe like her. Maybe she was her. talking to you, too. What do you mean? Because your name is Samantha. Yeah. It was Different that... show. Bewitched. Oh, I'm thinking of Bewitched. I'm sorry. Show. Bad. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. Okay, so... She is calling you Mini-Me, and that's funny because you do two do look very similar in the face facial features. She was a very giving, kind-hearted woman. She loved to see people smile, um, especially her family. She would have done anything for her family. That was the most important gift that God gave her, she said. Her, her family is God-given. Nice. Um, 
she always enjoyed giving you advice. So she's very happy today that you came asking her for advice because I think this is something that she did for you often. Um, and when you went to her for advice, I feel like she was more like a friend. You could talk to her about things that you couldn't talk to your mother or anybody really else about because she had that wisdom, you know, that older wisdom. Mm -hmm. But she also had the open mind that she didn't like shut you down or make you feel like you were doing something wrong or something stupid that you could just talk to her about anything. So in the advice or guidance area, let's see what she has to say for you. <clears throat> she says one day you're going to be just like her you're going to have your grandkids and you're going to do the same exact thing for them that she did for you which is just be there for them unconditionally and love them and give them the best of everything um, right now in your life I feel like you're going through a growth period um, and this growth period is tough. I feel like you're having a lot of second guessing with yourself, wondering if you're going in the right direction, wondering, you know, is this the right way? All of the things that go through all of our heads when we have major decisions to make or life changes. Yeah. What she's telling me is that she is trying to point you in the right direction and guide you with signs. Things that may seem like they are everyday things like butterflies, dragonflies, numbers, songs. Those things are a lot of what she's using to point you in the direction that you're supposed to go. And if you listen to her and you follow these signs, it will be easy, smooth transition for you. Um, so try and just listen. Try and be open because I know a lot of times what we do is we see a sign or or something and we think oh that's just a coincidence that's not real that can't possibly be real so what she's asking is that you have a little faith and recognize the signs that are real if you're forcing them if you're like oh i want to see the numbers in that or i wanted this i wanted that that's different but if you're just driving down the road and you see you know her name on on like a street sign or whatever that's not a coincidence no. those are absolutely signs We've had some crazy signs the last couple of weeks. We had a hawk that landed in our backyard the other day and sat there for like mm -hmm. 10 minutes. We had a dragonfly that was pacing our backyard for, for like 20, yeah, 30 minutes. It was, it went on forever. We had These, a butterfly that smacked you upside the head yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yesterday sure did. <laughs> um, so these are the things that they try to do to get our attention. And a lot of times we overlook them because we think they're just merely coincidences. Right. So she's asking that you try and pay more attention to these types of signs when you see them, because it will point you in the direction that you want to go. Right. You can ask her, you know, out loud or in your head, even say, okay, you know, I need signs for this direction. If this is the direction I'm supposed to go, then just show me signs, right. anything doesn't have to be specific, you know? Right. And then see, wait and see what happens. This is a good way to, to start using these, you know. Mm -hmm. But I think if you can recognize those signs more that you're going to have a lot easier of a way of, of navigating this path that you're on. But she says you're doing great and your future is very bright and she doesn't want you to worry because everything that is happening is happening right on schedule. Mm -hmm. So so that is Nan that's cool. Margaret and, and Kirsty. It's a great point. I think that I think kind of like what Bob, that story kind of, again, resonated in my mind is that they want us to think on a deeper, grander scale. Yes. Of possibility. Right. 
not just what's merely in front of us, what we can see and go, ooh, that's a butterfly. Ooh, that's my head. And it just bonked me. <laughs> okay. It's, it's more than that. And they, they love to see when we open our mind and begin to be sort of in awe about the possibility of that this is not coincidence. Right. Exactly. So the more that you can do that, when these occurrences happen, whether you do it immediately or you look at it later in hindsight, the more you do that, the more these signs become prevalent. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And become more real. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, they're pretty crazy when you recognize them more. And mm-hmm. the more you, like you said, the more you recognize them, the yeah. more they happen. And yeah. it was funny because like with the butterfly incident, you know, you were going through something and it was pretty intense and we were all <clears throat> a little worried and that thing flew and bonked you right in the head. And I said, there's your sign. You're going to yeah. be fine. You know, you know? I, yeah, it, it was um, all day with that. And, yeah. and you know, but I'm still human. And <clears throat> I have a, it's not that I have a hard time recognizing the signs. Like, I'll just throw out there what I had a mammogram that came back that I had something going on. And so yesterday I went for a follow up to see what it was. And while I was laying on the ultrasound table, the woman goes, I love your mask because it has dragonflies on it. And she's like, I have a dragonfly charm on my bracelet and I have a dragonfly tattoo. And that's a huge sign for my mom. Dragonflies yeah. always are a huge sign. I was like, there it is right there. Like, calm down, just stop. But I'm human, yeah. you know? And so even though I have all of these signs that are showing me you're going to be okay, that was a very intense thing for me to go through. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I had a hard time listening to the signs myself. Yeah. Um, and so it's totally normal. So, you know, anybody that has those kind of issues, like you said, you look back in hindsight and you go, okay, so I see now I, there were all these signs pointing me in the direction that I was going to be okay, mm-hmm. you know, but I I just didn't want to listen because I was afraid. But then the next time I'll listen more. Right. You know, that's what they want us to do. They want us to see, okay, this right. time maybe you didn't listen so much, but next time, now that you've recognized it, listen more, right. you know. And enjoy that sign. Like, yes. Like after it's happened, like now you know you can relax yeah. and it's okay. And now you can go back to that moment. And look at that sign and really see the amazement of what the hell's going on in this world, you know, beyond anything that you could fathom. Absolutely. It really is amazing. I I really, I wish that I wrote everything down that happened to me, but I'd be writing all day. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. But if we allow them to, they give us some amazing signs that push us in the right direction all the time. Yeah. So they do. So I hope that that helped you, Kirsty, and yeah, you, uh, I'd love to hear your feedback. And cool. that is all I have for you. Okay. Well, yeah. then, let's hop into uh, episode 124, Yay. the pineal gland. Okay. So this is an interesting subject. It's very new to us. Mm-hmm. Um But we've spent a lot of time on this, and so I hope that we do our best to kind of explain it. Um, You came up with this idea, and I don't really remember where it came from. But this uh, pineal gland is also called the third eye, the third eye, basically. So there's a medical, we're going to go through what it is medically, Mm -hmm. what this is, and then we're going to go through spiritually what we believe it is and and those types of things and answer some questions and stuff. So first, what actually is the pineal gland? So the dictionary defines it as a small pea-sized mass of tissue behind the third ventricle of the brain that secretes hormones, 
hormone-like substances in some mammals. It is pine cone shape, and actually the two things that it secretes um, that we know for sure are serotonin and melatonin. So it's really interesting the way that this gland works. Mm -hmm. And the location of it is is even more interesting, is Mm. that where um, in between our eyes on our forehead, where we say our third eye is, it is directly back in your brain. Mm -hmm. That's in the center, the base, Mm -hmm. basically, and it's... I pointed this out to you earlier. It's um, named because of its pine cone shape. Mm -hmm. But if you also look at it, it's very much like a heart shape. Mm -hmm. Like a longer heart, yeah. And it sits in the center of the brain at the base, protected. Yeah. Surrounded by the whole brain. Everything else, yep. um, Similar to the way the heart sits in the center of the chest, protected. Mm -hmm. I just, that was a moment that I kind of connected the two and thought, Wow, both are very important yeah. to the pineal gland being very important to the brain, and we'll get into the spiritual aspect, Yeah, but the heart being very important to um, the organs. Yes, absolutely. Um, it is a reddish-purple color. It has a very large blood supply. Like you said, it, it's located in the middle of the brain. What's interesting about it is that everything in the brain has two sides, mm-hmm. except for this. This is in the middle. It's just one. It's one. Same That's thing it. with our organs. Yep. For a lot. Two kidneys, two yeah. lungs, a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. but one heart. One heart, one pineal gland. Okay. Uh, its function isn't fully understood. One thing we do know is that the pineal gland regulates some hormones, like I said, including melatonin which regulates our sleep cycle. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has a direct connection to your eyeballs. When light first hits your eye in the morning, it actually, your pineal gland starts releasing serotonin. Okay. And when light first hits the eye, it goes through the cornea and the lens, and then the light bends at the retina and it sends it to the hypothalamus, which is also called your biological clock. And there is where we have this, gosh, I I don't remember how to pronounce this, carcidian rhythm? That's not right. But I can't remember exactly how to pronounce it. But basically what that is, is your natural internal clock. And this is dictated by the melatonin in your system, which is is natural. It's a natural sleep aid. You can even take a supplement of this. Mm -hmm. So basically when you wake up in in the morning, your pineal gland uh, secretes serotonin Mm -hmm. and then at nighttime, or whenever it's dark. If you're in a dark room in the middle of the day, your pineal gland will start producing melatonin and make you start to fall asleep, Hmm. which is why when it's darker outside during the day, we feel more tired because we naturally start to secrete melatonin. Hmm. It's really interesting the way that that works. Um, Let's see. So in spiritualism and metaphysics, the pineal gland is also known as the third eye. Now, while there's no specific evidence to prove that the pineal gland is the third eye, this is widely believed theory in the spiritual community, mostly because of the location deep in the brain and its connection to the eyes and light. Right. It is believed that the pineal gland was once the revered tool of seers, but now it is mostly dormant due to these abilities being downplayed throughout history, kind of like our appendix. We don't really 100% know why we have the appendix. I I think it's a filter, and I think that that's what most people think that it was. (coughs) We don't need it anymore. Mm -hmm. The pineal gland, we do need it. We absolutely need it. But... I don't think we use it as much. So it doesn't do what it used to do, but we can get it to do what it needs to do. And really quick, and I'm sure it might be in your notes, but since we're talking about the similarity to its, it being a third eye and similarity to eyes, that the tissues that surround it 
and sort of make it up are similar to the tissues that are actually in your eyes. Yes, I do. Let me see. I do have that somewhere. Okay. The pineal gland is lined with tissue called pinealocytes. Mm -hmm. And they are similar to the rods and cones in the retina. So it has physical characteristics of an actual eye. It Mm -hmm. has the same wiring as the physical eyes do to the visual cortex of the brain. So like both of your eyes go to the visual cortex, so does the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. Why? Not not by accident. (laughs) Definitely not by accident. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, if it happened to one or two people in our species, I could see that. But this is something that's... uh, part of our genetic makeup across the board. Right. We watched this video that was really cool, and they kind of explained that your uh, the pineal gland has, like, natural... It's naturally surrounded by fluids, mm-hmm. and in that fluids are crystals. Mm-hmm. Your brain has crystals in it. Those crystals have physioelectric properties. So when you light a lighter and you see that little spark, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happens when these crystals yeah. collide. Okay, so these sparks are happening in your brain, and they let off colors. Yes. It's pretty cool, pretty wild. I mean, you can see just about every color in the rainbow once you really... There was something about DMT Yes, in I'm there. just going to yeah. get into that, yeah. Which so, has a part of that. Yes, when these crystals are compressed, they release different things. One of them is DMT. And I can't remember what the exact name of DMT is, the long version. That's just, um, you know, the what do you call it? Anyways, um... But that is a psychedelic, a DMT, that you can actually take that, from what I understand. It's a drug. They don't have proof that this is actually secreted in the pineal gland, uh, but in rats it is. So they believe that we maybe at one time, you know, because rats do use telepathy. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense that they're secreting it, but we're not because most people do not use their telepathy or their psychic abilities. So I wonder, like somebody like myself that does... Would they find it in in my brain? Because sometimes when I'm doing this work, it does feel like a hallucination. When I'm having dreams, that's... I mean, I've never really hallucinated, but yeah, I can feel like I'm right smack dab in the middle of a vision, you know? So I could see that there's something being given off in there. But that is... There's no real proof of that. And so that's one of the reasons why, like, scientists are like, it's just a gland. It just releases serotonin and melatonin. Experiments on rats because of similarity mm-hmm. to them and us, yes, you know, and how things affect them. So why would we be testing this on a rat if we didn't feel like there may be answers? And this kind of goes back to what I was saying about the technological advancements and dumbing ourselves down. So, you know, fast forward from Egyptian times mm-hmm. or Atlantis when the, the pineal gland was very much used in communicating with whomever in your life you needed to communicate at whatever distance yeah. you needed to communicate. Yeah, no bounds. And then you fast forward to whatever, I can't, don't quote me, but late 1800s, early 1900s and the, and the invention of the telephone. Mm. And now we don't need to use that anymore. Right. Because you just pick up a telephone. Yeah. And so through evolution, that is not being used. It's not being used, yeah. Uh-uh. Yep. This is something that is looked at and practiced in many different cultures okay in buddhism the pineal gland is a symbol of a spiritual awakening opening your pineal gland is uh, spiritual awakening Uh in ancient greece it was believed to be our connection to the realms of thought 
Mm-hmm. In Hinduism, the pineal connects to the third eye chakra, the chakra of intuition and clairvoyance. Some believe the pineal is the seat of the human soul, meaning that this is where we house our soul. Mm-hmm. Some people believe it. That's where it is. That, and you know what? That would be quite interesting. That would be. Wouldn't it? There's, <laughs> um, in Men in Black, I, don't, I always think about this. There's this alien that's in this guy's head, and the guy dies, and his head opens up, and there's this little alien sitting there, like, right at the third eye, right? And that's what it reminds you of, is, like, our soul's, like, there, and it's controlling the rest of this meat suit, you know? (laughs) Steering wheel. It's got a little bus bus driver steering wheel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's see. Over the years, we've used different chemicals and such that seem to kind of shut down the pineal gland. The pineal gland is a part of the endocrine system. So not only do we need to take care of it spiritually, but we need to take care of it physically. Yes. So this is where we have to figure out, well, why it's there. It's working. We know it's working. How do we make it work better, right? Well, some of the things that slow down the pineal gland or calcify it, so to speak, um, one of the biggest things is fluoride in the water. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even think about this. Like, okay, you can call this a conspiracy. But the thing is, is however you look at it, the powers that be, they want to dumb us down. Mm -hmm. They want to keep us in the dark because then they have more control. Mm -hmm. They, you know, will money is a really big thing here yes okay it's a really big thing so let's just say they know the pineal gland is you know used for different things Mm -hmm. what's the best way to calcify it fluoride yep and i've uh read and seen some stuff about that and i'm pretty sure that went back to like the gold rush era and a lot of people coming here for the gold rush and not having a lot of money poor dental Mm -hmm. hygienic thing going on so they did learn that fluoride was good for a dental aspect yeah we're now way far advanced from gold rush time yeah we don't need to be adding fluoride in the water anymore okay it's totally unnecessary doesn't need to be in the toothpaste no doesn't need to be in the water no there's enough dental providers and care in our societies today than there was in the gold rush era. Okay. So I'm totally in agreement with that, that this is a way to keep us dumbed down. Absolutely. One of the things that happened at the very beginning of my spiritual awakening is I started having to eliminate a lot of things from my life and a lot of different toxins from my body. And, you know, I know that these things are just overall better for me, But today it really hit me that one of the reasons that they've been trying to get me to do this is to decalcify my pineal gland. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like so many of these things. Um, One of the other things on this list, pesticides. Pesticides are really bad for us. You know, we think, you know, they control the pests, right? But we're absorbing them. Our animals are absorbing them in in their feet, you know, if they walk on this stuff. And so this is calcifying our, our pineal gland. Yeah. So something else, you know. Um, aging naturally, it just mm. kind of happens. Too much exposure to darkness because then this creates more melatonin, and when that melatonin is released, it will make uh, create more calcifications. Mm-hmm. There's also certain physical conditions that can slow down or calcify uh, things like Alzheimer's, migraines, kidney disease, and schizophrenia can all lead to this as and well. Something else that they they discussed about the change, um, even with the the introduction to artificial sugars and yes. sweeteners mm-hmm. and 
preservatives and things like this <clears throat> and fluoride and things like this that can calcify uh, the pine- uh, pineal gland um, that they're talking about changes in the sun. Yeah, right. Which our pineal gland reacts to. So even though that there are these attempts to dumb it down or calcify it in our society, something in the sun is making it so we're still moving into the second age of enlightenment. Yes. Awakening. Absolutely. The, the, the pineal glands are almost not reacting to this stuff as much as they used to. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. It's changing yeah. with that, um, the sun. And that can kind of what you were saying, how you felt like that made a lot of sense for you now that they're trying to get you to cleanse this mm-hmm. to make you even more open. And the other aspect of this made me realize how we are really all connected. Mm-hmm. How the sun, whether it knows internally what's going on in our society or right. not, it's doing what it needs to do to wake us up. Right. Exactly. No, that's, that's true. That's incredible. Yeah. It, it's, it is pretty wild because I look at some of these things, you know, like um, that migraines can cause the, the pineal gland to to be calcified and I've suffered with migraines my whole life. But one thing that happened right before my ability started was I started on a preventative medication for my migraines and now I don't have them anymore. So I wonder if that did really help to, yeah. to get decalcify. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you just don't know, but, but I'll tell you for me, I used to be probably had some of the most unhealthy habits of any person. I know I ate a lot of fast food, I took a lot of medications, and through this, I have learned that the least amount of artificial things that you can put in your body, the better. I'm trying to get off sweet and low. That one's been really hard and try to get to, like, stevia because I know these artificial sweeteners are not good, you know, for a lot of things. But now I know that, you know, it could even help my psychic abilities. Like, you know, I'm reading all of this, and I'm like, well, wow. So maybe if I can you know, get through all this, that I'll, my abilities will even be better because it'll be a lot less decalcified. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. How do you know if your pineal gland is is uh, calcified? Well, there's a lot of different ways, but one of them is sleep problems. If you have insomnia or, you know, something like that, um, that could definitely be a problem that you might want to look at. Migraines, headaches, that can also be a part of the problem. Something that I've noticed, and I've talked about this before, is that sometimes I get these weird, like, headaches in my third eye. It's not like a headache. It's like when I'm not connected or can't get connected well enough, like maybe my mind is somewhere else, that it it just bothers me. Like, I can feel like it's tight, right? And I'll put my hand on it, my fingers on it or whatever, and I help like loosen it up. So if you have those kinds of weird sensations, like in your third eye, mm-hmm. that could be a sign. Definitely, I never thought of it. You know huh. that the pineal gland is calcified. Yeah, I just thought you know, I'm just not as connected, and I need to get more connected <clears throat> and clear the third eye chakra. Huh. Yeah. So I want to read something. This is a little bit more about the fluoride situation, just so everybody understands that this could be a big problem. Um, So the role of fluoride. Fluoride is a naturally occurring mineral that some areas add to their water supply to reduce tooth decay. 
The mineral is present in most toothpaste because it helps to strengthen tooth enamel. Fluoride is naturally attracted to calcium, and some researchers believe increased fluoridation leads to increased pineal gland calcification. A 2019 animal study in rats found that those who were placed on a fluoride-free diet for four to eight weeks experienced a greater increase in the number of pineal gland cells compared to those who consumed fluoridated food and drinking water. Hmm. So you can see that there has to be some kind of correlation here. Yep. You know, uh, we just have to take the extra steps to to not drink the, the fluoride water. And like, that's something for me. I'm allergic to everything. So yeah. like one of the things that I became allergic to was toothpaste. So now I use all natural toothpaste yeah. and it's, it's just as good as like the Crest or whatever. Schmitz mm-hmm. is what we use and it doesn't have chemicals in it. And so it, it doesn't have fluoride, <laughs> you know? Right. And so it's much better for you. I think Schmitz, people, I thought we used Wonder Mint. That's the flavor. Oh, it's oh. Schmitz, Schmitz Wonder Mint. Oh, okay. Yeah. They make natural deodorants. They right. make all kinds of yeah. things. And these are much, much better for your body. We don't right. even realize when we put those kinds of things on our bodies and in our bodies how bad it is. Yeah. I started actually having aching teeth from using regular toothpaste. So yeah. I had to switch. But for me, those are like the type of things that I feel like the universe has done to help me to get healthier, you know? Mm-hmm. So if you notice these things in yourself, don't feel like you have to fight them because it's weird. Go right. with them. They're just helping you make better changes for yeah, your just health. Yeah, try to drink filtered water if you can. Yeah, and then the use of natural toothpaste is great. Yeah. Um, so here's some other ways to help decalcify your pineal gland. Eliminate processed foods because a lot of those things, you know, the the... The things in the processed foods are really, really bad for us. We don't even realize that. Yeah. We try to eat the least amount of processed foods as possible. And I have definitely noticed a change in my physical health since doing that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely don't have as many headaches. Full spectrum lights is something else that they recommend because that's what helps <clears throat> to make the serotonin being produced and not the melatonin because the melatonin causes the calcification, not the serotonin. Mm-hmm. So during the day, it's best to make our brain know that it's daytime when we're in the house and the right. full spectrum lighting will help that. Mm-hmm. Don't use pesticides. Important. Um, and nonstick cookware. This is something that people forget about. That stuff releases horrible things into our home, into our environment. Mm-hmm. Don't use them, please. They're just poison, poison, poison. And any like any like plug-in air fresheners, those things are all poison to yeah. us. Anything like that. Um, don't take too much calcium. A lot of people feel like they need extra calcium. You know, we were taught when we were kids, all the commercials were like, drink your milk, kids. You right. know, you need your calcium. But too much of a good thing yeah. is not good. Too much? Yeah. It, because calcium, you do, you hold on to it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, set, not using artificial sweeteners. That's something that I have a hard time with, and I'm, I'm trying with that. But any of these artificial things, they're just not good for us. Yep. Spiritually speaking, ways to decalcify the pineal gland, one of them is the use of crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, because this, so the third eye, like I said earlier, represents the third eye chakra. Mm-hmm. And so you want to open the third eye chakra. And one of the things that you can use for that is crystals. And the third eye is represented by like an indico or a violet. So any uh, crystals that have that color or clear quartz. So you want to like lay down and place the crystal between your eyebrows on your third eye for 15 to 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that could help you a lot. Cool. Uh, 
balancing your chakras. This is something that we've talked about before. We did an episode, a whole episode on balancing your chakras. Yeah. I don't remember if we did a medit. I don't think we did a chakra meditation then, but I have one that I really like. If you go on YouTube and you look up, I think it's 10 minute uh, chakra meditation. Um, the guy has a really soothing voice. I'll have to see if I can find it and share it next week so everybody knows what it's called. Mm. But he has a really soothing voice, and those types of meditations can help you balance your chakras, not just your third eye, but all of them. Mm. Your chakras are energy centers on your body, and when <clears throat> these areas are out of whack, they really can throw a lot of things off. And like just to give a brief description, like if you're having stomach problems, there could be an issue with your solar plex chakra. Mm -hmm. So you want to, you know, to uh, clear those chakras, all Mm -hmm. of them. It can help with a lot of different things. So learning to balance your chakras absolutely can help. Uh, Doing just even a basic third eye meditation, like where you just relax and bring in the light into your third eye, like do any kind of visualization. But Mm -hmm. for me, if I was going to do a third eye meditation, I would probably do that. I would visualize light entering my third eye and cleansing it, you know, becoming completely cleansed and open and, you know, take five minutes or so and and do something like that. You could even combine that with your crystal. You know, when you're laying there with your crystal, do a little third eye meditation. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yoga is also a great way. Anything that really gets you breathing and and relaxed, you know, is a really great way to, spiritually speaking, cleanse that pineal gland. And also essential oils, sandalwood, sage, pine, myrrh, frankincense. You can look them up, but these are all great essential oils that you just take a little dab of it and you put it right on your third eye and mm-hmm. it can help to, you know, open that up. Yep. One of the big things that comes with a lot of these, the the chakras, all of this, is belief. And I know that for a lot of people, it might be hard to believe that we have energy centers on our bodies or a gland that scientists haven't said are related to certain things. But just because you can't see it doesn't mean that it's not true. Mm -hmm. When I first started, I didn't believe in chakras. I was like, that's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Now I feel feel it i know when i have a block chakra when i do personal readings like psychic readings sometimes i even pick up on people's where their chakras are blocked right and i've done like chakra reiki on you where i go through and you know cleanse it all right. it's it is really important especially if you practice spiritualism like i don't expect that the everyday person is going to be you know balancing their chakras every day right. but if you're a spiritual person or you do this kind of work or, or any kind of work and like that's like a helping uh, kind of career, balancing your chakras will really help you to eliminate a lot of negative energy and open up not just your third eye, but other things as well. Heart chakra is another one where people tend to close up. If you're kind of closed up, your sh- your heart chakra might be closed. But, you know, I think that when it comes to things like, like this, like the pineal gland, when you, you know, you go online and like, I've done this research there's so much contradictory stuff because science doesn't want to recognize it for anything more than it is, which is a gland, right? right. They want to say, that's it. That's all it's for. But how do you know that if you're not going to study it, if you're not going to look into it, if you're not going to be open-minded about it, how do you know? You yeah. know, you, there's things that, that need to be done. Yeah. There's way too much proof to me that this gland does more than what people think. Oh, yeah. You know, way, way more evidence well and the fact that um there's a lot of species in this world that have it 
Yeah, absolutely. And more importantly, the ones that can communicate with one another. Yeah. Which tells me outside of this world, what other species have this, right? Well, yeah, for sure. So we hear a lot of um, uh, like documentations of maybe um, extraterrestrial visits and beings that communicate without words. Mm-hmm. They're communicating via telepathy. Right. To whoever's, and these, this comes from like military people that supposedly have come into contact with these things, and there's no words spoken. It's all telepathy. Right. Which says to me, they've got to have a pineal gland and probably a pretty huge one. Well, yeah, something for sure. Yeah. So, why is this prevalent in all these species right. in a universe? Right. Well, there is a reason. There is and whether science wants to recognize it or not, or take the time to study it. But I wouldn't be surprised if in all of us through evolution, it's gotten smaller. Yeah, absolutely. And used less. That's what I think, too. And you know what? Something that I forgot to, to write down here, but that they <clears throat> talked about in one of the videos that I watched is that antidepressants can also calcify. Mm-hmm. Um, and... There's so many of us that are on antidepressants. I don't take one that's a serotonin enhancer, but a lot of people do like Prozac, Paxil, Lexapro. Those are all uh, serotonin uh-huh. increasers. And because the the <clears throat> pineal gland is what's in charge of the serotonin, you're kind of messing with that a little bit, you know? Yeah. So I wonder like, hmm, where does that come into play, right. you know? Because it does kind of mess with with our brains a lot, but then also the Alzheimer's patients show calcified pineal glands, so right. it's very interesting. It's it's an interesting topic, and I think it was a great way. This I forgot to mention at the beginning that this is the uh, first in our series of mysteries, right? Just things that we really random things we don't really know much about. They're yeah. mysteries that you know maybe not even science knows a lot about, but we want to look into them. And I think this yeah. was a great way to start it. Um, because we always talk about what's the third eye and we think it's just something that's invisible. It's, it's not really there, you know, but it's there, it's It's there there deep in our brain and it's there Mm -hmm. for a reason. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like there's even a more magical mystery to unlock with this gland that would explain how our consciousness, um, crosses over. Right. Right. So, they were talking in one of these uh, videos that we were watching about this, about that silver cord. Yes. That people that have near-death experiences um, experience seeing themselves attached to a silver cord. Yes. Which many cultures believe that imaginary cord, whether you can see it or not, is actually connected directly to the pineal gland. Right, absolutely. That is the connection to your soul to the other side. Right, definitely. You know, they said that with near-death experiences that the DMT in the brain does increase. Mm -hmm. So that is really interesting because they do, you know, this is like a hallucinogenic, but that's kind of a, I don't know, a weird way of looking at it because... This isn't really hallucinating. Like when I connect to the other side, even though it might feel like a hallucination, it's not necessarily that. Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see how there would be could be something that's released in the brain Mm -hmm. that sets that off. You know, I would love like 
when I die, study my brain, you know, what happens in there, Mm. you know, even when I'm alive, like, I would love to know what happens in the brain of psychics, because Tyler Henry did this where he had a contraption attached to his head, and they measured his brain waves while he did readings. And when he was doing the reading, it was like he was asleep. And then when he was talking to the I think he did Steve-O's reading or something when they did this, when he was talking to Steve-O, it, that stopped. He's it was awake. like he was awake. Yeah. yeah. So you can see that there's definitely changes in the brain <clears throat> when it comes to having this kind of connection. So what happens to the pineal gland yeah. with somebody like myself or Tyler Henry or whoever that has this connection? That's what I want to know. I'm I'm more than more than positive that it's like Pandora's box. If oh you, yeah. If you can crack that thing open, there is a lot of. Um, I don't know how to explain it. There's a lot of answers. I think that we will. I don't know how soon that's going to happen, but my intuitive feeling on it is that we are in an age of enlightenment mm. and but everything happens slowly and it takes time. And so as we get older and new generations come in, I feel like this is going to become more and more important to them and maybe we will do some of these this research and we'll be coming more in tune with our intuitive sides and and telepathy and that kind of thing. I think this is definitely just something that's going to get more out there, right. more and more. We want to know. We're curious, you know. Yeah. But I think that a lot of times like our government and society, they don't want us to know and so they throw no. distractions right. at us you know but there's such an importance to me uh, when i look at the physical our anatomy and our makeup <clears throat> and where this gland sits in comparison to like where the heart sits yes it's very protected yeah it's important it's important yeah there's a reason it's there and it's important right and we know all about the heart we know how important that is oh yeah and a lot of studies put into that and it's very well protected in our body. Right. Same with the pineal gland. Absolutely. There is a reason that it's so well protected. Absolutely. Um, so I got this message. Sometimes I get messages from the other side. And while I was talking about how we're kind of like progressing in these generations, you know, they're coming to be something else that I heard that is a general message for our listeners is that there's a lot going on in our world right now. There's a lot of ugly going on in our world right now. So each one of us that's listening to this needs to do good by the world. Mm. Don't fall into this trap. Don't fall into the the world is a bad place. Everything's bad. You know, it's getting worse again. Be the light. Because that's really what's needed out there. And when you can be the light and shed light on other people, then we can start moving Mm. in this age of enlightenment. Mm. We have to show people that no matter how ugly the world is, there's still beautiful people that are here to make it a better place. And it doesn't take the whole world. No. That's what you need. We need to understand. It takes a very small percentage, 1% of the population to tip the scale and affect that change yes and they've studied this in molecules that it just takes one percent and the cells will change absolutely they will follow absolutely they will so like what samantha's saying is you we have to be the example we have to be the light we have to breathe it back into society we can't take the stance of well everybody else is doing it totally it's the latest thing yeah eh, yeah whatever okay but is it really benefiting us as a whole yeah. yeah, no, it's not. It really isn't. It's not benefiting us to argue or any right. of what's going on right now. It's not. 
But the more people that can see that there's good in this world, the more that that becomes contagious and they want to do good as well. Misery loves company, too. If you want to be miserable, that's that's absolutely contagious. And that's a lot of what's happening right now. But like you said, it just takes a small portion. I read this the other day that really stuck with me, that it was that we don't need one person to recycle 100 percent completely right. right. We need a bunch of people to do their best. Yes. Just do your best. That's it. You don't have to be perfect. Just do your best. You know, every mm-hmm. little bit helps, no matter what it is when it comes to, you know, personal society with the way that people are, with, you know, cleaning up our planet, whatever. Just every little bit helps. That's it. You know? Yeah, I agree. Yep. So, got off track there, but sometimes the universe wants to deliver messages, and I'm just here to deliver them. <laughs> so... That's a good one. Yeah, I thought that that was a good episode. We don't know what we're going to do next week, but I'm curious to know for our mysteries. Yeah, I have ideas. Yeah. We'll make it very interesting, this series. I'm sure I I can tell that people are into this. Yeah. So, yeah. There's there's so much more to this world than just, you know, desks and windows Mm -hmm. and buildings and butterflies it's just there's um there's a lot more answers being answered but we don't pick it up right enough and but i think that's what we're trying to share is that we have it all inside of us to pick up these answers yes absolutely we can ask the questions and we can also receive the answers Mm -hmm. but we got to slow it down a little bit you know um not necessarily technological advancements, because I guess we all feel like kind of our world depends on that, right? Right. But we can't stop using these important parts of our anatomy that have been around since before cars and telephones and computers and TVs and mm-hmm. radios and all that, satellites, mm-hmm. everything. Yep. We were fully self-sustainable as a species before all this stuff. Yep. There's no reason we can't continue to be that way, yet be technologically advanced absolutely there isn't we just a lot of people don't know how we just have to learn that's all we just have to work at it right and it just takes people doing their best as a humanity once we start changing our our train of thought to be more for the greater good of our existence and our role in the universe we'll get off this planet we'll see other places yeah but we have to put our arms down and get the chip off our shoulder mm-hmm. as a species and then the rest of the universe will invite us yeah i agree but right now no. they want to stay far away from us i don't blame them i want to stay far away from us sometimes but <laughs> at the same time they keep their eye on us because they don't want to see all the work that's gone into keeping this species going end up in a plume of smoke. No, they're not going to let us destroy ourselves. No, that's they for won't. Sure. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. They absolutely that. won't. Mm-mm. So, no. but yes. So next week we'll see what up. Yeah, for sure. So, so cool. there you go. That was the a good pineal one. gland. The pineal gland. That Yo. was very cool. Yeah. Good. 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 Well, before we say goodbye to all our friends. Would you like to share your information? Yes, you can find me on the web at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. If you'd like to set up an appointment with me, you can just message me from there or shoot me an email at beyondthebridge11 at gmail.com. If you'd like to reach us at the show, we are spiritualjoneses at gmail.com. Very cool. And you, sir? Uh, yes, for my artwork, djonesartcollection.com for the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram and Facebook. For the music, uh, gypsybrown.com for the web, at gypsybrownmusic for Instagram and at gypsybrownband for Facebook. 
And just going to plug the show one more time, October 1st, Yay. opening for the tubes. Get your tickets on eventbrite.com. Hit one of us up. We got them. Um, we just auditioned a very good friend of mine, longtime friend on keyboards last week, who will be the new addition to Yay. Gypsy Brown. Um, so we're pretty excited about that. It's it was exciting. It was incredible. So we're excited to share him and the rest of all of it and us um, on the first. Yay. So looking forward to it. I am too. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this. That we do. You learned something about your pineal gland. I learned a lot. That's yeah, for sure. I did. Thank you. That's yeah. That's cool. No and we hope everybody has a wonderful week. That we do. Until next week. Peace and love.